Today I want to talk to you about running to the light. Running to the light. I want to do a quick review today. If you were here last week, it'll just be a refresher. If you missed last week, it'll just kind of get you up to speed on what I talked about uh, last week and be able to connect the, the dots with this week's message. And last week I unpacked John chapter 8 and verse number 12. And the scripture says this, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. And we looked last week at how Jesus didn't say that he was the light for Christians or the light for good people or the light for people who just had it all together. But no, Jesus is the light of the entire world. Jesus is the light and he came to invade darkness. And when the Bible talks about darkness, it's talking about our sin. It's talking about our junk. It's talking about our imperfections. It's talking about all of our mess-ups. And Jesus came as the light to invade darkness, not to condemn us, but to convict us so that he could save us and to forgive us. And the scripture goes on to say there in John 8 and 12, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. You see, light came to push back the darkness in our life. Light came and invaded our darkness to push back the darkness so that we don't have to live in bondage and live an addicted life. And Scripture goes on to say, but we'll have the light of life, the light of life. You see, light came, Jesus came to give us life, to give us eternal life, to give us real life, to give us abundant life. Friends, real life only comes through Jesus Christ. The Bible says it like this. I read this to you last week as I wrapped up the message. First John chapter 5 and verse 12. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. And since we can only experience real life by letting the light of the world invade our darkness, by letting the light of the world push back our darkness, the question arises, why do so many people live in darkness? If, if real life only comes but from Christ, if, if Jesus, he is the light of the world, and if, if he's the light and real life comes through him, why do so many people stay in darkness instead of running to the light. And John chapter 3, verse 19 through 21 answers this question for us. And for the remainder of our time together, I want to unpack John chapter 3, verse 19 through 21 and answer the question, if Jesus is real life and he's the light, he wants to push back the darkness, he wants to give us real life, why do people remain in darkness? The first thought is this. People love darkness. People love darkness. Look with me there in John 3 and verse 19. It says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. Friends, this is the Christmas story. Light came into the world. Jesus, the light of the world, he came into the world. That's what this Christmas season is all about. That's why the Christmas lights and the Christmas trees, and that, that's what this whole season is about, that the Son of God, the, the perfect Lamb, came into the world to die for our sins. A light 
came into the world, it goes on to say, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Men loved darkness. Isn't it true that people love darkness? I mean, people love to hide their sin. I mean, it happens all the time. People are, are always in, in hiding. They love to stay in darkness. People love to sneak around and cover up their sin. I mean, it, 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 it's amazing how people love darkness, always covering up and hiding, trying to stay in the dark. I mean, so much of sin happens in darkness. I mean, think about it. The, the parties that happen in our world, man, they happen at at dark. I mean, somebody invites you, man, I'm having this party, man. It's going to be awesome, off the chain, good. You got you to gotta come to my party. When's it going to be? It's this weekend on Saturday. Man, what time does it start? 9 a.m. Come on, you ain't never heard that. Come on. <laughs> no parties happen at 9 a.m. They happen at dark. It's amazing how sin takes place in Darkness, the, the clubs, man, the clubs that are jumping, they at, at dark. Can I tell you, friends, that, that sin ramps up. More sin takes place after dark. The most murders that take place, they happen at dark. The most rapes that take place in our world happen at dark. The most murders that take place happen after dark. Dark, the most violence and that takes place in our world happens after. Dark, the most drug deals that go down happen after. Dark, it's amazing how people love darkness. There was a popular song that was released in 1984 by a famous rap group called Houdini. And the famous song was called The Freaks... Come out at night. Some of you know that song. It was a, it was a popular song back in the mid '80s, and and the the chorus to that song went like this: The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out. The freaks come out at night. And that song describes what I'm talking about. And the verses to that song are very interesting. If you don't know the song, the verses to that song go like this. The first verse goes, discos don't open till after dark, and it ain't till 12 till the party really starts. And I always had to be home by 10 right before the fun was about to begin. Crowds of people lined up inside and out, just one reason to rock the house. But in the daytime... The streets was clear. You couldn't find the good freak anywhere. Because the freaks come out at night. The, the, the second verse of the song is rather interesting as well. The second verse says, now when freaks get dressed, let me remind you, this is 1984. See, some of you think you're all hip and all, let me, 1984. It says, now when freaks get dressed to go out at night, they like to wear leather jackets, chains, and spikes. They wear rips and zippers all in their shirts, real tight pants and fresh mini skirts, all kinds of colors running through their hair, and you couldn't, you could just about find a freak anywhere. 
But then again, you could know someone all their life, but might not know they're a freak unless you see them at night. Because the freaks come out at night. All I'm saying is people love darkness. They love to remain in darkness. Matter of fact, there's some freaks up in here right now, but we don't know it because it's Sunday morning. Oh, but let nighttime happen. Hey. People love darkness. The question is why? Why do people love darkness? Let me give you three insights from the scripture. The first reason is this. People love darkness because darkness is fun. Darkness is fun. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 25, he, talking about Moses, chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Enjoy the pleasures. Anybody that says sin isn't fun hasn't sinned right. Because sin is, is fun. Sin's a blast. Sin's a thrill. It's a rush. It can make you feel good. Darkness is fun. And, and the second reason people remain in darkness and love the darkness, and a lot of people aren't aware of this second one, but it's true. The second reason people remain in darkness is because darkness is deceptive. It's deceptive. You see, I read it to you just a second ago. The pleasures of sin only last a short time. They're short-lived. The Bible says it like this in James chapter 1 and verse number 14. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Why is he enticed? Because it's fun. It's a thrill. It's a good feeling. There's pleasure. Verse 15 goes on to say, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to, to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Everybody shout death. I want you to see that. When sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. And then verse 16 is very interesting. The very next verse says this. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. In other words, don't deceive yourselves by believing that the pleasure, that the thrill, that the fun, that the excitement will last forever. Because it only leads to death. The, the lies you tell people and you think, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm slick. They don't know. I got away with it, man. I'm a good liar. It only leads to death. The affair that you have, and you think, man, we have chemistry. I haven't felt like this in years. Oh, when we look at each other, I tell, oh, there's such, I wish I had this at home. And can I tell you, it only leads to death. The drugs that you think, man, this is going to keep me high, going to blow my mind away, going to relieve some stress. I mean, I got to have it. I got to have that fix. It's going to make me feel good. Can I tell you, it only leads to death. The, the addiction that you think nobody knows, man, I'm feeding, I'm pumping my mind full of junk, I'm pumping my body full of junk, and, and you know what, nobody knows, nobody sees my, my addiction, but can I tell you that addiction only leads to death. 
cheating the company so you can get a few extra dollars in your pocket. You're thinking, man, nobody knows I'm cheating the company. It's benefiting me. I'm going to have a little extra Christmas money to buy some Christmas presents as I cheat the company. But can I tell you, it only leads to death. The sex before marriage, and you think, man, you know what, we love each other. And, oh, man, I'm telling you, we just, we, we just really, we're going to get married one day. We're going to tie the knot. But this just feels so right. But it only leads to death. The greed that consumes hearts and, and people think, i got to have more and more and more. And they chase and they pursue and more and more and more and more. And they actually justify it by saying, I'm doing this for my family more and more and more and more and more. And yet it only leads to death. The wild party lifestyle. Man, I'm living for the weekend. Can't wait for the party. The freaks come out at night. I can't wait. It only leads to death. Darkness is fun. There's a thrill. There's a high. There's a rush. It feels good. But when sin is full grown, it only leads to death. Paul says it like this in the book of Romans. He says, the wages... Of sin is death every single time. And the writer of James says in verse 16, don't be deceived. Darkness is fun, but darkness is deceptive because that thrill leads to death. There's a third reason people love the darkness and they run to darkness and love darkness. And the third thing is this. The devil fights to keep people in darkness. The devil fights to keep people in darkness. The scripture says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded, very interesting language, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. If you don't know Christ today, can I tell you, I'm so glad you're here. I dreamed of pastoring a church and having an environment where people like yourself would come and be able to check out the claims of Christ. And I'm so glad you're here. But I do want you to understand something, that there's a devil, there's a spiritual enemy, and he wants to blind your eyes. Can I tell you, the devil is fighting to keep you in darkness. He doesn't want you to come to the light. He doesn't want you to come to Christ. He doesn't want you to experience God's grace and God's mercy and God's forgiveness. He doesn't want you to experience freedom that comes from Christ. He doesn't want you to experience an abundant life that only comes to Christ. And so what the devil does is he blinds the minds of those who don't believe. Perhaps it's happening to you right now because the enemy is good at it. And he'll say things like this to you, blind your eyes. He goes, man, you don't, don't believe that, Pastor. <laughs> man, that, that Pastor Herbert is crazy. You know you're having fun. You're having a good time. You know that feels good. You won't suffer any consequences. I mean, I, you know, the Bible says it, it ends in death. And it may end in death for everybody else, but come on now, not for you. You'll beat the odds. It'll last forever. I mean, Pastor Herbert's just exaggerating death. Yeah. And he blinds 
the minds of unbelievers to keep people in darkness. People love the darkness. They don't realize their minds are blinded and they're not experiencing real life. There's a second thing that I want you to see, a second thing, why people, why people stay in darkness. And that is this, light makes people uncomfortable. Light makes people uncomfortable. When you and I have been in darkness, and perhaps the best way maybe to describe it for myself would be, I like to sleep in a very dark room. My wife prefers to wake up to sunlight. I prefer to wake up blinds closed, curtains closed, wake up, and I don't know if it's midnight or 8 in the morning. That's how I like to wake up. But when you're in darkness for a while and the lights come on quick, it can be uncomfortable on the eyes when the, the lights just come on because your eyes are used to the darkness and your eyes actually have to adjust to the light because it's uncomfortable on the eyes. Or, or perhaps you, you, you had a piece of wood in the yard or when you were growing up had some wood or, or had a little, little, little kitty swimming pool that you filled up with some water or perhaps a slip and slide where the kids would slip and slide on and, and maybe you left it there for months. And then you went to go pick up the piece of wood or the slip and slide or the swimming pool. And you know what happens when you pick it up? You know what you see underneath it are bugs. It's amazing how bugs hide in darkness. And as soon as you lift it up and the light hits, man, they're uncomfortable. And they start running. They start going because they're thinking, somebody's going to step on me. Somebody's going to kill me. And they start running. It's uncomfortable. I can remember growing up in Wewoke, Oklahoma. I remember on a few occasions I would walk into the kitchen at night to get something. And I would turn on the lights, and there would be a freak show. <laughs> there would be roaches running. I mean, they would run, be running. Come on, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Come on now. Don't leave me hanging like you don't know that about no roaches. And them roaches would be running. I mean, pew, pew, pew. They did not like the light. Running in cabinets and floors, crevices, cracks. They would be running. And the light made them uncomfortable. And the same thing is true with people. When people are in darkness, they, 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 it makes them uncomfortable to come to the light. So they try to stay out of the light. And here's the reason why the Bible says it like this in John chapter 3 and verse 20. About how uncomfortable it is for people. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear. Everybody shall fear. For fear that his deeds will be exposed. For Fear. People have a fear of coming into the light. There's a fear of shame. If people find out, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to have shame. Nobody can know what I'm dealing with in the darkness in my life. I have a fear of coming to the light because of shame. Some people, it's a fear of consequences. Because people deceive themselves into believing everything's going to be all right if they stay in the dark. And they have a fear, man, if I go into the light... If people knew, it would hurt my career. If people knew what was really going on, the darkness in my life, it would hurt my kids. If, if, if people knew, if it came out, the darkness in my life, it would damage my marriage. I may lose my job. The consequences would be horrible if I come to the light. People have a fear of consequences. There is a fear of losing friends. And I see this often as a pastor, people coming to know Christ and, and people desiring to come to the light. But there's this fear of, man, I've been hanging with these girls, I've been hanging with these guys. And if I give my life to Christ, if I sell out to Jesus Christ, if I come to the light, man, I may not get to hang with them anymore because they kind of pull me down. And, and there's this fear. I remember when I gave my life to Christ at 17. I was lonely. 
didn't have the same friends. They had lived a different lifestyle, and there was a moment of adjustment because the light had shined in my darkness, and I had to adjust to the light and had to get some different friends. There, there, there's a fear for, for some people, fear of the unknown because they're used to going to these places, and they're used to these bad habits, and they're used to living like this, and they're thinking, man, if I come to the light, man, I don't know. I'm, I've been living this way for years. I had this addiction for years. I've had this habit for years. What will happen if I come to the light? How will my life be different? And there's this fear, and people stay in darkness because of fear that their deeds will be Exposed because light makes us uncomfortable when we've been living in darkness because there is an adjustment when the light shines into our life. There's a third thing that I want you to see regarding people staying in darkness versus coming to the light. The third thing is this, to experience real life, you have to come into the light. If you want to experience real abundant life, you have to. It's imperative. It's not optional. You must come into the light. The scripture says it like this in John 3 and verse 21. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. I want you to see what the scripture says. The only way to live by the truth, the only way to have real life is by coming to the light. And there are some people, perhaps some of you, that think that somehow that they can remain in darkness and somehow still experience real life, and that's just not possible. They think, I'm going to do the church thing on Sunday, and when I'm with these friends, I'm going to do the church thing, but listen, on the weekend, on Friday night, Saturday night, when I'm with these friends, the freaks come out at night, and I'm going to do something different, and, but yet I can do something different and live in darkness and somehow experience real life, and that's just not true. You can't Live, you can't experience real life unless you come into the light. The scripture says it like this in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5 and 6. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by truth. And as your pastor, I don't want you to live a lie. I, I want you to live by the truth. And the only way that you can live by the truth is by running to the light. And some of you are thinking right now, pastor, you just don't understand how much darkness is in my life. My life is dark. There's no hope for me. You don't know how much I've sinned. You don't know how addicted I am. You don't know what I did last night. You have no idea how dark I am. And can I tell you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness? And can I tell you that God, there is not a darkness that he's not able to penetrate and bring light and hope to that situation? I don't care how dark you are. The darkness can extinguish the light once you let the light in. If you go to the darkest cave, the darkest cave, and you walk three or 400 feet into that cave deep, and it's pitch 
dark. Can I tell you that the darkness can't extinguish the light? If you take a light and you light a, a candle, you light a match in the middle of that darkness, the light will begin to push back darkness. I don't care how dark it is. You light a match, boom, you can now see things you couldn't see before. You may see some bats, some spiders, the spider webs all around you. Because the light is always more powerful than the darkness. And no matter how dark it is, light can push back darkness. And I'm telling you, Jesus is the light of the world. And he can push back the darkness in your life. I don't care what you've done. The will question is this. Will you run to the light? Or will you continue to live in darkness and hide and cover up and nobody can know and fear of what may happen? Or will you run to the light? And experience real life through Christ because anyone who wants to live by the truth must run to the light.